Hello and welcome to Fact and Suspicion. I'm your host, Dan, here with my co-host, Ben. Hello. And today we're doing something a little different. You may have seen our episode before where we talked about the Michael Peterson case, the murder of Kathleen Peterson. Well, there's a new mini Otherwise known as The Staircase. The Staircase, yeah. There's a new miniseries on HBO about it. we got six episodes out right now. And we're going to discuss that and how it sort of lines up with the facts of the case and the documentary. So and how it is just as an entertainment product. Yeah, as an entertainment because I like it. I do too. I, like it. I think the the obvious place to start is just how well uh, Colin Firth did. Colin Firth, uh, he nailed Michael Peterson. Amazing his mannerisms, his speech patterns. I mean, he doesn't look like Michael particularly, but he speaks just like him, and he, I mean. Michael was obviously kind of in love with himself, and yeah. Colin nails that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, you watch the documentary, and I, always, I never thought that Michael Peterson was very likable. No, not particularly. And Colin Firth did a great job of not being likable. He really did. Yeah. The one difference, I think, and maybe this is stuff we just didn't see during the documentary, because that's where you know we get most of our information. Yeah. Colin Firth's depiction seems a little angrier than I remember the Michael being in the documentary. Well, that's true, but I think because in this, sometimes you're getting stuff that's behind the scenes that like wasn't necessarily in the documentary. Right, that, that's probably the case. Right, as far as the show goes. And um, but, I mean, I cannot imagine how many hours Colin Firth had to spend watching, watching that documentary. Yeah, just just to get the mannerisms, the like the speech inflection. He's got that whole uh, like that stream of consciousness, uh, conscious style yeah. speaking that Michael has, where he kind of interrupts himself. Right. Yeah. Uh, he nailed it. I'd say he definitely has to get a best actor Emmy for like, what is it for in like a miniseries or yeah, whatever yeah. the category is. I'd vote for him. But I, I want to say something else though. Like Colin Firth was amazing, mm-hmm. but I do not think he was the most impressive actor in the in in the show. Well, who do you think outdid him? Parker Posey. She like basically became Freda Black. Okay, she looked and sounded just like Freda. But I don't think she nailed the character quite as well I, as Colin see, Firth I did, Michael. She, I think she did. She's, now, she's the, just not on the resemblance well. is uncanny. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, she even says the words. They sound just like, like when she was, you know, doing her, I think it was a closing argument, and she was talking about the porn that was found on Michael's uh, computer. And right. she calls it pure tea filth. She sounded just like Fred yeah, Black. Yeah. She, she looks like, has the facial expression. She moves around like her, like, I feel like she became Fred Black. Yeah. You, know, you made me feel really old a minute ago because I, I didn't know, or had forgotten at least, that she was the same girl that played in, uh, in, Dazed, and Confused. in Dazed and Confused. Yeah. She was really hot back then, too. Yeah. It's, it's, Makes it's, me feel like an old man, dude. That, well, see, Dazed and Confused was 1993. Don't say things like that, Daniel. No. Nope. I reject that. All right. Whatever. So where's the logical next step here? Right. So let's, let's talk about, we talked about the actors, right? We, well, you know, we should probably, uh, while we're on the actors, the subject of the actors, um, uh, Sophie Turner, uh, I thought she did a really good job, though. I, I think her, like, that role was kind of surprising for me. Going from arguably the most popular television show of all time, because obviously she, she played Sansa Stark in yeah. Game of Thrones, right. to that small role. She does a good job in it, I, you know, no, no issues with her acting, right. but it just seems kind of strange for her to play such a small role. Well, I, maybe she just really liked the project. You know, well, and, I do know, like from interviews, she's a big fan of true crime. Yeah, and for, so if you're watching Sophie, maybe give us a Twitter shout out. Right. Well, for an actress of her age, if she wanted to be involved in this project, who else was she going to be? Right. That, that's fair. You know what that's I'm fair. Because I, I think uh, 
she plays Margaret, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even if she played um, Caitlin, who was uh, was Kathleen's daughter, mm-hmm. like I still don't think that's a bigger role. No, you, you know? you're right. Because, because of, of all of, of the children, I feel like she was the one that was in the documentaries. So when I said a bigger role, I just meant I'm surprised she took this project at all. I mean, well, maybe maybe she likes the project. No, like I said, you know, from interviews, we know that she's a fan of true crime, so that yeah. probably had something to do with and it. I, I'm a, I like Sophie Turner a lot. I thought she was great in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was really good at Sansa. Um, yeah, it's, speaking of, of the actors, actresses again, uh, Tony Collette, I think, did an amazing job. Which one was he? No, she, Kathleen. She, oh. Kathleen, Kathleen right? okay. Yeah, Tony Collette. But, um, but the thing about it is, is we don't have anything to compare that to, to know, like. That actually comes to one of my biggest complaints of the show, and I don't have many. Because I actually think it was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, the depiction of Kathleen. Because I think one of the things that was really good about this show is it could finally put, uh, give a character to Kathleen instead of just this passive figure that she always was in the right. staircase, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you could actually see her, what she was like. And I don't think the, the depiction of her was particularly flattering most of the time. She seemed like an alcoholic. And right. Well, see, I guess what they're trying to do is they're... Now, they're, I'm not saying this so that's not accurate to reality. I, no. I don't know. But it did not seem particularly flattering at times. Well, I, the way I took it is that during the entire you know time of the show where Kathleen is portrayed is that she was going through like a, a, a dark period, like a, a down period, right? She's right. dealing with depression. Like her job was rough on her. They're having money trouble. Um, I, I don't know how accurate the whole thing with the bats was right, in, the, right. in the house, but it's just bad, one bad thing after another kept happening to her. And I feel like they, they missed an opportunity to show her happy living her life instead of just showing all these terrible things that yeah. happened to her before she died. But in that time period, it, it may just be possible that there just wasn't a lot of good going on. No, but now, I mean, they could thing, have backdated a little farther, though, and showed some different scenes. Uh, fair enough. You know? Now, one thing I was curious about, you'd probably know better than me since you uh, researched the episode on the staircase. Um. She seemed kind of the, the character of Kathleen in the show seems kind of bitter, uh, just because she's having to take care of Michael's kids a lot. Was that was that pretty accurate to reality? Was were they constantly borrowing money from her? Um, well, yeah, they they did need a lot of money. They were having a lot of money trouble, and definitely Michael's two sons, uh, Clayton and Todd, they they needed money a lot. Uh, Clayton um, was the fuck up, right? And Todd had a couple failed business ventures, correct? Right. Uh, but like now, during this is when Todd get, moves to Cabo and starts selling um, timeshares and real estate and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he becomes successful. Clayton was the one that had been in jail, and uh, he was the, he threatened to bomb a college. He placed a bomb at Duke, but right, right. I don't know if it was a real bomb or if it's a fake bomb. I mean, you, you can't do well, it he, either way, right? He but, says that it was fake. I think that's what he says in yeah. the show. Right. But they don't actually discuss, that's one of the things, they don't actually discuss this in the documentary. And this no. is one of the ways that the show was actually more accurate than the documentary. Yeah, it was. We might be getting ahead of ourselves on that. Probably. Because I have I have other reasons I think that the show may be more accurate than the documentary. But as far as entertainment, though, goes, and like with the actors and I stuff. it was a good show. It was great. It was great. I think it starts a little slow. The first episode's kind of rough. Uh, yeah. My, my initial impression of it was, that, well, this is just going to be boring. Uh, but after the first episode, it really picks up. I think they tried to pack too much story into the first episode. You know, I think it would have it would be more entertaining to someone who do, is not as familiar with the case. Probably so. Because yeah. like when you've seen the documentary, like you're seeing a lot of the same things in the show, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I mean, at just, times the the show is just depicting the exact scenes from the documentary. Yeah. No, which that, is that, really that is cool. like true. a lot of the trial worked that way, yeah. like, line for line. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, you can't say that the trial was from the documentary. I mean, it was it was the trial, right? Right. Uh, I'm just saying that they they depicted what mm. was in the documentary pretty much accurately. They, they the did. exact I, way the I trial think the was. was very accurate, yeah, uh, and, and not just like uh, the shots were the same too, because they looked like they were trying to mimic the documentary at times. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, no, I, I definitely agree with that. But I think that I do think it's probably more entertaining if you don't. If you aren't that familiar with the case, probably so. Uh, I mean, we we already know how it ends. Yeah. But Th- though, I mean, it was still entertaining mm-hmm. to be, or at least the six episodes we have. So I, there's one thing I could have lived without, and that is the multiple times we have to see Kathleen die a horrible, bloody death. Oh my God! Yeah. Now, okay. So because first... they basically go through every popular theory of yeah. the of the murder or the the death. Yeah. So the the first time they show it, I think it was important to show how all that blood could have gotten there. That that time the first because the first time they Wait, show she's it, falling and trying to stand back where up she falls is like this, the the theory the defense put forth that she'd fallen hit her head and then was trying to get back up coughed and got blood everywhere I think that may have been important to show that one as to how all the blood could have gotten there but after that could we just showed her like like you know like the main instance of what happened to her and then just and not the see her dying horribly the with entire- blood going everywhere it was it was graphic right like i'm trying to watch this documentary like my my five-year-old comes in the room i'm having to hide her face yeah it, it gets pretty rough at times man that, you know um but yeah it's it, that got rough yeah, i will agree dude. though um i don't think it was i mean i, I don't think it, it's not something's going to ruin the mini no 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 i just thought maybe yeah. One less time that she dies a horrific death, maybe. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on that one. But I get that they wanted to show every particular, you know, every you know theory of the crime because they show yeah. the the fall mm-hmm. theory, which was the defense. They show the bludgeon uh, theory, which was the prosecution. Well, well, it wasn't bludgeon, like like I mean, he like strangled her and banged her head. Right, right. Stuff. Which you know what? I'm glad they did not show him killing her with that blowpoke because we know that's utter bullshit. The blowpoke did, well, didn't happen, right? We know it wasn't the blowpoke. The blowpoke is one of the worst cases of prosecutorial storytelling you will ever see. Like it's just they came up with this nice story, and they were just going to create the evidence to make it. And when I say things like this, I want to be clear: I don't know if Michael Peterson's guilty. No, like I, I have like standing here today. Having kept up with the case for years, watched the documentary, watched the show, I have no idea if Michael Peterson's guilty. Could go either way. But I do know that, that trial was a farce at times. It it was, especially the blowpoke. But I've got to say, like, as a prosecutor, it's stupid to say, you know what the murder weapon is when you don't know where that item is. Well, so to be fair, you know, they, they kept using that deceptive language. The blowpoke. Or something like it, right? It was like <laughs> right, the yeah. blowpoke, or something like it. <laughs> I mean, they'd really go hard on the blowpoke and then back it up just a little, yeah. or something similar. I mean, when you have Dwayne Deaver, who's willing to just do experiments until he finds a way to match roughly what was seen at yeah. the crime scene. I mean, yeah. No, 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 just just to be clear, if you have not watched our episode about Michael Peterson, you should probably go check that. But out. we're not like Peterson advocates, yeah. right? Neither no. of us know. If he's guilty, yeah, I think no, no, we Daniel, don't. you put it at what, like thirty percent? That he, I would say thirty percent, and I think it might even be closer to fifty because I just don't know. Thirty and fifty. That he's, like he he's was guilty, right? He was the only 30. other person there. There's no evidence. There was an intruder, no. and I'll be honest, just intuitively, it seems unlikely to me. Like just at a first glance, mm-hmm. that you could get those wounds just falling down the stairs. Now I know that there have been plenty of experts that said that, that you know you could, but I'm just saying, just from a casual observation. 
I can understand why somebody would look at that and say, there's no way that happened from a fall. No, I, I completely agree. But, but at the same time, the no, wounds aren't consistent with being bludgeoned either. No, they're not. They're not. No so skull that's fractures. The, that's the, the crazy part of it, right? So, like, the evidence really doesn't support one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which means you acquit. Right. There was the, they, the prosecution was not able to prove it within a reasonable doubt. Look, I, to this day, looking at the evidence, I don't know how you could possibly come to the conclusion that the prosecution proved that case beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, if, if there's not reasonable doubt in that case, does it even exist? The prosecution was able to bias the jury. I, oh, you're right. Case. I mean, let's be honest. The, the, the stuff on his computer. Yeah, the, the, and the, the, the homosexual porn, the gay porn. And the, uh, the uh, Elizabeth Ratliff stuff who, from Germany. Yeah, which was, uh, Elizabeth Ratliff was, you really should watch the other episode, but it, Elizabeth Ratliff was his, Neighbor in Germany who actually died from falling died when she fall, fell down the stairs. Well, well, she had they. But, but, the, but the initial diagnosis was what uh, that she had an aneurysm, aneurysm, and then she fell down the stairs, right? But and uh, they thought yeah. there was enough similarities at the time to bring it in. Now, even the judge who admitted it says today that it was probably improper to admit both the uh, the stuff on the computer. As and, well as the, now, as well as Germany. And I'll be honest. Between the two, I think including the stuff from Germany was way more egregious. Now right, I agree that the homosexual stuff could be prejudiced to the jury, but I can also see, uh, just strictly legally speaking, where that could go to motive. Right? It could go to motive. However, I, if I remember correctly, their warrant didn't include uh, what was on the computer, mm-hmm. so it was technically unconstitutional for them to take. The okay, and I'll be honest, and maybe you disagree. I have never really bought Michael's sort of explanation that Kathleen knew. Yeah, that's so weird. I mean, I mean okay. He's asked specifically several times, and even in the show, they depict it. Right. And his answer's always strange. When someone asks, well, did she know? Yeah, yeah, she knew. Well, did y'all talk about it? No. No, no, we, no. we, didn't, we didn't have to. Right. Like, Michael, what, what the fuck do you mean by that, dude? Exactly. Like, I, you, you're sure she knew, I but think, you never spoke about it. I think maybe she had an idea. You know, but but if they had not, if they didn't sit down and have a conversation, hi, my name's Michael. We're going to get married, and I'm still going to sleep with male prostitutes on occasion. Right. Uh, that just seems. I would say she didn't know. Right. Exactly. It just seems like uh, like this would have come up at some point. Like, right. hey, where you going, Michael? Oh, going to go fuck a dude behind a dumpster. Right. Or in a in a sauna. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that might have come up at some point, right? right like, exactly. I've never bought his lame, because it's not even a particularly good explanation, right? Because he doesn't explain anything. It's not. Uh, he says, yes, she knew. He's adamant about that. But he he's strangely honest that they never actually discussed it. It is crazy. We're getting to now, though, how, like, you know, the accuracies of this, of the of the miniseries. Which I would argue, in certain aspects, it is more accurate than the documentary. Well, it includes things that the documentary didn't include. Right. Like we just discussed a minute ago, like the the stuff from Duke, the, yeah, the bomb threat. The bomb. Like, if I remember correctly, that's not even in the original documentary. No, no, and I, I don't know if they excluded that just you know for Clayton's privacy or right. whatnot. And, and one thing that, again, on the same topic, that I think is really fascinating with the documentary, in the same way that it could give uh, it gave a character to Kathleen, right? So mm. she's not just this vague thing in the background right you also got to see behind the camera right the mm. interactions between the documentarians and uh and michael which i thought was really cool and it's important to the story as well because michael had a relationship with sophie brunet yeah who was uh actually did the editing for the documentary yeah now look, we should probably mention that 
uh, there's a rift currently between the original docu- uh, docu- uh, team, the documentary team, mm-hmm. and the people who filmed the show. Uh, because they say that the depiction in the show, and I, I agree, the depiction in the show is clearly that that relationship was going on, or that was a romantic relationship before the original Staircase documentary was was finished. Yes. That, that is clearly what, what they're saying in, in the, in in the, the show. Series, but yeah. it's important to say that Sophie Turner, not Sophie Turner. Uh, uh, Sophie Brene. Sophie Brene and uh, Xavier de... Jean Xavier de Jean de, Okay. They both say... That that relationship was was after, well after the documentary, right? However, they had written each other, yeah, and which is, I think where the confusion comes in. Yes, but, but what I think is important to note here, though, is she did seem to develop feelings for Michael while she was watching, watching the footage yeah. and doing the editing for the documentary, which you would think could create a bias. Okay, right? I, and I absolutely agree with you, right? I, mm-hmm. There's no way to prevent that. If you're developing a, a, an emotional attachment to someone, it's going to affect you. But I still think she did a good job editing the film. I like I don't think too. there was anything she did that was particularly egregious. Now, do you know whether that the core contention in the show were there, whether they're going to leave out the... Um, what was it? The discussion about uh, oh the cartilage in the neck. The maybe. cartilage in the neck. Do you know if that if that's based on real events? I honestly don't know because I looked for any interview that addressed yeah, that. That's but all I, I could find was the anger about the relationship. Right uh, now, I did know about the cartilage in her neck, which is honestly that was the biggest uh, piece of evidence really against Michael because well, it seemed that she'd been strangled. And I actually thought that the documentary handled it pretty well uh, ultimately because I think. Um, now, whether their argument was uh, you know, properly depicted what happened in reality, I don't know. But giving both the medical expert testimony and the rebuttal, I thought was the only fair way to do that, right? No, I agree. Because I agree in the that. show, uh, the producer, I don't remember his name, uh, I don't remember he him argues that, with Jean uh, because he wants to stop it just at, uh, what's her name, the medical examiner? I slipping my mind right now. Uh, Rat, no, uh, Ratliff. Deborah Ratliff. No, Ratliff. Ratliff was the Ratliff was the lady that they accused of murder. Radish. Radish. Deborah Radish. Right. Deborah Radish. Yeah. Um. Right. But he wanted to stop it right after Deborah Deborah Radish yeah. says that. But and now in the show, it seems that he thought Michael was guilty. It does. It does definitely. Now, do you know if that's if that's accurate? That, I have no clue if that's accurate or not. I don't. I couldn't find that information at all. Because, like, I'll I'll be honest. The, the to the extent that I think you uh, that that the documentarians gave a uh, showed any bias. I thought it was probably in favor of Michael, but I, I, but I think that's also just a reasonable conclusion you can get because of all of the prosecutorial misconduct that was, that took place. And the fact, I mean, you got to look at the fact that they're following Michael and his family around the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So obviously it's going to create bias in that way. I would say if there is bias, the documentary does bias toward Michael, but I mean, I didn't come out of the documentary being like, "Oh, there's no way he killed her." No, no, God, uh, no. You know, so, I came out of that documentary having no idea what happened. Exactly. Um, I, there are some other things though um, about the about the miniseries. I think make it more accurate than the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, also it touches on Clayton and Todd both dealing with alcoholism, uh, which I, you know a lot of people said that's not important. But but the fact that Clayton did find the the, the blow poke. poke I think it's important to talk about Clayton. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Clayton and Todd, they both dealt with alcoholism a a lot. Um, Freda Black, one of the prosecuting attorneys, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if she was dealing with alcoholism at the time, but if you'll remember, you saw her spiking her coffee Mm -hmm. at times in the miniseries. Well, Freda Black definitely was an alcoholic, at least later in life. She ended up with two DWIs, and she died from liver, liver failure 
and according to autopsy, from chronic alcoholism. Okay. So did not know that actually. Yeah. I knew I knew she had passed away, but I didn't know from mm-hmm. what. So I think it's important to call that into you know you know with the prosecuting attorney if she was you know possibly drunk all the time. That's important to talk about. Do you know if Clayton um, was the kind of screw up he's depicted as? I mean, other than I mean, obviously that that's a big screw up, right? The whole planting bomb bombs thing, even if they were fake, right? Uh, but did he have the? Because in the show he's depicted as uh, being really insecure about like uh, the way he screwed up. And his place in the family. Was that... That's hard to say because it wasn't a documentary at all. Yeah. You know... Um, they seem to leave out the children's lives quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was at Michael's request. I don't know. Possibly. You know, because I mean, I mean, they're not... Whether he's guilty or not, they're not. Right, right. You know? Um, but I do know that he and Todd both dealt with alcoholism. And like, as you can see, like if you were to look up Todd Peterson these days, oh. he, he seems to still be dealing with it. Those videos, or the, he is the one that did those weird. Yeah, is it TikTok videos or the uh, YouTube there, videos? There was a video that I don't know where he posted it. It's on YouTube, but it's not posted by Todd Peterson. Right. But it's obviously Todd Peterson, and he seems to be out of his mind talking about how he's sure that Michael killed um, Kathleen and uh, Todd's mother, um, uh, Elizabeth Ratliff. Patty. Oh, Patty. Pa- Patty. Patty. Wait, wait. He thinks. He thinks he killed Patty? Not really. He killed her. It's just that he, he he says that he killed her by not calling 911 fast enough when she was having a, was a heart attack. When was that? Just a few years ago. It has been long since she died. They got the, they got that they got Patty pretty correct in the in the show too. She was kind of a weirdo in the documentaries. Uh, she seemed she she was eccentric. I think eccentric's a good word. Eccentric's a good. Word. I can see where her and Michael would have gotten along well enough to get married. Yeah, I can. See like they like you well. can see that they both have a. Uh, have a strong preference for their own voice at times. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Michael definitely, definitely does. Like the way he speaks at times, like he just seems like such a con man. I'm not, like, I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it. Con man. Like it just or... does it not seem contrived? Like kind of put on yeah. the way he well, speaks I mean, at times. I guess he could have also been a lit professor, right? Right, right. But, but uh, that, that's the thing. He's pompous, like a lit he professor. Is, yeah, he really is. Um, There's a special kind of pompous that comes from being a lit professor, and he's got it. And he's got it. He's got, well, I guess like even so, like the, even the, the pompous way he smokes that pipe. Yeah, and, and Colin Firth nailed that. By the way, he did. Colin Firth's such a good actor. Oh, he, he like I, I don't. I didn't even know much he'd been in since this because I, you know, I me, mean, I don't watch a lot of movies. Oh, he got an Oscar for the King's Speech. So you know, I, I did see that actually. Yeah. That's one of the few movies that you've ever mentioned that I have seen. Now. Yeah, and. Um, and then, you know, obviously he was in the BBC miniseries of Pride and Prejudice. That's how he got super famous. Did not see that. Played Mr. Darcy. Did he? Yeah, like famously played Mr. Darcy. Okay. So. Well, clearly, like, he, there's no telling how much time he spent watching Michael Peterson to, to, <laughs> to do that job. God. I wonder if after the show, he's had trouble dropping that speech pattern. I don't know. I hope he's gotten rid of it. but It's obnoxious. It, it is, right? Like, I hope he's back to his regular British... But that's one of the things, like... The, I don't know if most people got this from watching the documentary, but I always thought Michael was just really unlikable. You know, I, I agree with that. I agree. And I think that's part of the problem, like, with, with him getting an unfair trial. Is people just didn't like Michael yeah. to start with, right? Now, do we know... Because like, in, the, in the show... Now, I know that there's always been at least some talk that the prosecutor had it out for Michael beforehand because of some articles he'd written. He'd been critical of the police and of the DA. Specifically, one of the articles he wrote, didn't he talk about uh, bingo dens that were being broken up? Yeah. Bingo halls? Yeah. Uh, when he should, they should have been tackling real criminals. Mm-hmm. 
Now, in the show, there's a scene where Michael's at the gym and Jim Harden is also there yeah. and they have a little verbal mm. back and forth. And this is before, uh, this mm. is in one of the scenes depicting before Kathleen was dead. Right. Yeah. And there's already some animosity there. Do we know how accurate that is? I mean, obviously, I don't think that scene really happened. Right. Well, uh, like right. that, I think that was just to portray. But I'm just curious if, if it's portraying something that was genuine. Yes, I don't know if they ever had any altercations like in person over it. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, I would call some of the articles he wrote about Harden scathing. Uh, were they? I, I would say. That, Wait, yeah. but were they about Harden or were they about Nifong? They were Harden. Okay. They were Harden. No, they were Harden being the DA. Now they may have mentioned Nifong as well. Um, uh, now, uh, Mike Nifong, uh, he's the infamous DA that got disbarred from the uh, Duke Lacrosse. Duke, yeah, Duke Lacrosse. And we didn't really talk about him much in our other episode, but he was on the prosecution team. Oh, I've been saying I'm going to do well. a Duke Lacrosse episode for yeah for like a year now, but so it, I probably should get on that. Anyway, somewhere. Nifong withheld exculpatory evidence, but that happened after Kathleen uh, Peterson. So. Mike, here's how bad it was with Nifong. He got disbarred. And if you and if you've heard us talk about these cases of all of the egregious things prosecutors have done and gotten nothing, like not even a slap on the wrist, imagine how bad you have to fuck up to get disbarred. To get disbarred. Yeah, it was. It was like not just step down, not get hurt politically, but actually lose your license to practice law. Well, I guess we should consider too that he he was withholding exculpatory evidence. On a bunch of rich kids. Well, he got caught doing it. Yes, but I mean, it was a bunch of rich kids too, which means they're yeah. going to throw the book at you. Right. No, I don't think that's particularly fair considering those same rich kids were the ones being railroaded. No, no, I, I, I get you, right? It's just, what I'm trying to say is I think that'll make his punishment a little harsher. Yeah, fair, fair. You know, because like, like you have these rich parents that are like, you know, we gave a lot of money to Duke. And, you know, Duke's kind of the basic, basically the economy of Durham. Right, right. So... <laughs> But let's talk about, and I don't think there's as much on this topic, but let's talk about some things we could say are inconsistent with the miniseries. Okay. At least. Um, I'm not sure how much I like, we talked about it already, but the, the depictions of Kathleen's death, mm-hmm. right? Because that is just pure speculation. Oh, it is. Now, to be fair to them, they did show all, th- at least so far, they've shown all three of the common speculations. Right. The... Uh, the fall, the fall, which was the defense theory, the murder, the murder, which is the prosecution theory, and they even showed the, the owl, owl theory, the owl, which is a big is Fred, uh, Larry, Larry Pollard, Larry Pollard, the neighbor Larry Pollard came up with that. It's a good theory. It really does cover all the bases. And there like, was I that. Like and it. to be fair, there was a feather. Yeah. Now, do we know whether that feather was an owl? There was. There was an owl. One. I know one of them was an owl feather. Okay. Like, like I've, I've, I've read that in several articles. So. Like, I'll be honest. It's kind of convincing. Again, it's one of those things that. It's kind of a post hoc explanation because we already have the evidence mm-hmm. and we can see what matches it. Yeah. So it's hard to say, but it's, hell, it's at least as pl- plausible and probably more plausible than the blow poke, right? I, I said it in our first episode on this case, and I'm going to say it again. Of all my like crazy out there theories on every case, that is my favorite one. The blow poke? The, no, the, the owl. The, the oh, owl. Yeah. Like as far as being possible, no, right? but but I think it's actually more plausible than the blowpoke. No, I agree because obviously it wasn't the blowpoke. Because I mean, the blowpoke, if you remember, Candace uh, Zamperini was the one who who brought that to the yeah. to the prosecution. Right, she's the one who decided that was the murder weapon. And hell, like, like I said, the prosecution had Dwayne Deaver, which is another good thing the show does. 
because I think that's one of the important things about both the documentary and the show is it exposes a lot of the shenanigans that can take place mm-hmm. uh, concerning scientific evidence in court cases. Right. When you have absolute frauds like Dwayne Deaver, mm-hmm. you can make any evidence fit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Now, now as far as Deaver goes with the documentary, I, he wasn't really exposed until the documentary in the later years mm-hmm. where, where well, we but, actually find out about But Deaver. both of them do depict, uh, like this was later after the staircase, you know, because they added on to it yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they do show the uh, the hearings where uh, the evidence against Deaver is presented. Mm-hmm. And they also show, both in the documentary and the show, how dumb Deaver looks at times on the stand. Like, yeah, I, like yeah. I'm shocked. Even even because you know the, the original jury didn't know that he was absolutely lying to them when he was. The evidence about the, is the, is overwhelming that mm-hmm. he was absolutely lying yes. on the stand. Yes, not just misleading, outright lying. He withheld exculpatory evidence. But even without that, right? Because the jury had no idea, obviously. But from my like to me, he came off as just so dumb on the stand. I, I'm I'm shocked that so many of them found him that convincing. Because he really was like some of the jurors that have been polled since cite him as the primary reason they convicted Michael. Well, I mean, he worked for the State Bureau of Investigation. You'd think he's got some credentials, right? Right. And you know, that's how he was able to convince them, right? Just mm-hmm. his, and honestly, even his credentials were wrong because he claimed that he'd worked on, what, like 17 cases, he said on stand, that mm-hmm. uh, involved the fall. <laughs> and when they went back through his cases, his he had never. Case. Oh, was it the two? Okay, case. okay. Yeah. His second case dealing with any kind of blood spatter, I think. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad they, they included that because it's just a good insight into mm-hmm. the American justice system at times. No, I, I completely agree. Which is deeply flawed, you know, in certain aspects. It, it is. It is. Though, um, right, like, the, but as far as being questionable, though, like, I think that just some of the, like, you know, we're talking about the the theories of the death. Like, I think it's just so. I don't say it's contrived, but it's it's all speculation, right? Right, right. So, I'm not saying that's bad as far as the miniseries goes. I'm just saying it makes it a little less accurate. Well, yeah, I, I I I can I can see that, but it is common speculation, and they're not. And clearly, even in the show, they're not saying this is what happened because mm-hmm. they show it three separate times happening in three completely different ways. Mm-hmm. So they're just letting you, you know. This is how people say it happened, and they're just showing it. I think that's fair. Another here's another like strange thing. I think they included in that was if uh, if you remember, uh, they found in Michael and Kathleen's bedroom like a condom, an open condom, like uh, in the bedroom. Now I didn't to, remember that. They're trying to cite that as evidence. However, there was no um, there was no genetic material. There was no semen in the condom. It didn't appear to have been used. It was just opened. Now that condom was that the same one that. In Clayton. the show that Clayton supposedly mm-hmm. left when and, he was yeah that's it so so like there's a scene in the show where uh, Clayton wakes up next to this girl after they have a Thanksgiving party at the house while Michael and Kathleen are gone mm-hmm. and the girl's like oh don't worry we didn't do anything but there's a condom laying on the bed between them where they obviously opened it he knocks it off when he Kath- knocks it off it falls under the bed so they would have never found it and that condom would have still been laying around and that's an explanation and that just seems really like. Like they're saying, oh, this could have this could have been how that kind of thing happened, but there's there's no basis that that's right, where it came right. from, and I feel like that was a little contrived. okay. So I, I agree because I didn't know that there was any sort of issue with the condom, so I didn't really know what that scene meant, and if that's what they're trying no. to imply, because that's not one of those scenarios where they showed multiple ways it could have happened. That's mm-hmm. kind of presenting that as what took place. Yeah, right? yeah, and, and uh, as far as like all the things that happen in 
that show before Kathleen's death. Mm-hmm. Most of that's just sort of like a storyline that's been put together. Right? It's not. It's not really factual. Right. Right. Uh, I'm not saying some of those things didn't happen, but it's 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 mostly just um, for benefit of making a narrative. Now, how how well did you think that they uh, portrayed uh, Caitlin, Candace, and uh, Lori? Is she the other one? The two sisters and the niece. Yeah. Um, or the, the daughter, brother. Daughter, I'm sorry. Daughter. Yeah. Um, so I think. Caitlin, they seem to do a pretty good job with. Caitlin, Caitlin, really good. I think she's pretty accurate, and I think it's a it's a good way of portraying like how she was with the family at first, and then her and mind then, got changed, right? Um, and which, to be clear, the, look, I understand their grief and why they think yeah. Michael's guilty, but Jim Harden relied on some of Deaver's evidence to convince them yeah. no, it, that it, Michael. Had murdered their, uh, had murdered her mother and her right. sisters. Now, now Lori, as far as I'm concerned, like she's barely in the show. She's barely in the show, and she was never as big a player as uh, as Candace, right? Yeah. You know, if anything, the show was actually uh, actually portrayed Candace in a better light than she comes off in the documentary. All right, so let's let's talk about Candace for a second, though, because when I, you see Candace in the documentary, it's after her sisters died. Right. No, I, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. She and, has every right to be upset. I get it. She she's grieving. She's emotional, well, uh, but she's also absolutely unhinged at times. Right, but that and they they dial that like cause she's like at like eleven at times in the documentary, mm-hmm. and they dial her back down to like a like a five, solid five but, but, in the show. When you're seeing her most of the time when you see her in the show, though, it's 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 in those scenes before Kathleen died. Right, right, right. And as far as I'm concerned, though, like I. How many times have we seen news coverage or documentary coverage of like a parent or family member after someone's died? Right. right. They always come across as unhinged because they're going through something terrible. No, I agree. And, I, it's, like I said, it's understandable. And I feel like, like possibly because like, which is why I think they kind of did her a favor yeah. in the show. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not trying to like crack down on Candace and say, Oh, you're, you're a terrible person. Cause I like, I, I understand why she feels the way she feels. I just feel like she's been through a lot like emotionally and she's probably suffering like maybe some PTSD or something like that yeah, at this yeah. point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, because when something like that happens to your sister, you see the 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 images and stuff of her of, of the blood everywhere, of her body laying there, you see the images of, of the lacerations on her skull. Like it looks like she's been through like a something terrible. Which yeah. I'm not saying she did go through something terrible, no matter which one happened. Right. Which right. theory. Um but like it, it just looks insane so like can you, you can imagine that's hard for someone to digest about that having their sister so yeah no um and if you'll watch the the footage of her speaking at the alfred alfred wow. hearing she is um, not a big fan of no and she uh, she seems, what's his name though david rudolph david rudolph yeah and she, she spent like three minutes just lambasting him yeah yeah um, yeah, and, she comes off as really unhinged in that. Yeah, and and I, I I don't know I don't know if I agree with her being able to speak at the Alfred plea hearing, but that's probably not an issue for this. I, mean, I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I don't know why you would give her a platform there. Um, I mean, because they're there because of all the issues with the state's evidence. Yeah, right. And I she's think. allowed to stand up and say that he clearly did it, and the evidence is overwhelming. Right, exactly. Right? It's it's not a hearing about you know if if he is reformed and should be released on parole right, or something. Right. This is this is a hearing about the state really had no evidence and and it's probably unconstitutional that the trial went forward, stuff like that, right? I, so. I think I'm also glad that uh, just on some of the introducing people to some of the aspects of the justice system they may not be familiar with, mm-hmm. I think anytime 
people can learn about the Alfred plea, it's a good thing. Yeah. Like we were discussing this earlier. I think we're going to do an episode just about Alfred pleas. That's a, that's a really good idea. They work because uh, they're, they're very interesting. They've been used in several cases. Because practically all it is is, a, is the state saying, we fucked up, but we don't want to be sued. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Um, that's it. You're pleading guilty just because we don't want you to take us uh, for millions of dollars because we ruined your life yeah. based on false evidence and unconstitutional actions. Right. Uh, now, there was one more thing in this documentary that I'm not call it questionable. I think it's fine for narrative sake. But I actually saw a quote from David Rudolph where he said, you know, this was absolutely false. And that's when you see the grand jury hearing mm-hmm. in the in the in the miniseries. It shows that Rudolph was present during that. Oh right, 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 right. right. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, yeah, defense attorneys are not allowed to be at grand jury hearings. They obviously. probably should be, but that's a different conversation on as well. Uh, but I just our grand ju- our grand jury system yeah. is so stupid. Entertaining. It, it was false, but I think it was fine for narrative standpoint. Right. I mean, like, there's a reason that the that old saying "you can indict a ham sandwich" is true. I mean, when you give one person who is convinced that they're guilty a platform just to tell random people without any rebuttal whatsoever, right? right? I mean, what, what do you expect them to do? Exactly. Yeah, I think there's enough evidence here because it was yeah. the only evidence you got to see. Well, yeah, and, and there's no, I mean, you could basically lie at a grand jury hearing. There's no there's no repercussion for that. He's going to stop you. Exactly. So. Not that any prosecutors would do that, Daniel. Uh, don't get me started right now on prosecutors. All right, so, but yeah, so um, all in all, I think it's a good show. Would you recommend it? I would recommend, yes. Uh, after watching the first episode, I may not have, but going forward, yeah. I'd yeah, I, I agree. Sure. Because yeah. like I said, my initial impression was I was not especially impressed. Slow starter. Slow starter. But after that first kind of episode, because it's kind of p- plotting. They're trying yeah. to get a lot of information in there. Yeah. There's a lot to set up. I get it. Um uh, but yeah, after that, it really picks up, and yeah, I definitely recommend it. I would too. I would too. Even if you've watched the the documentary, and we still have, there's still two episodes still to come out. We mm-hmm. haven't seen yet, so we'll see how those turn out. I don't know where it's going to go from here. He's well, they're going to have the Alfred plea. Discussion. Oh, that's one more thing we need. How accurate was that? Because I don't remember that. I don't remember Michael ever rejecting the Alfred plea because that seems to be what he does at the end. Oh, of- no, no, no. If you go back to the documentary, he didn't reject the Alfred plea, but he kept talking beforehand uh, to David Rudolph saying that he did not want to say he was guilty. He refused to get yeah. up in court and say he was guilty. But in the show, there's a scene right at the end of the last, most recent episode. I think it's at the end. It, it is, is right at the end. Okay, because yeah. they, they show him at the, at the mm-hmm. beginning, too. What I wasn't sure about was whether Michael shuts the deal down. Because that seems to yeah, be what, what I, happened. I think it's the... just supposed to look that way, and it's supposed to create a bit of a cliffhanger for the next episode. I mean, obviously, he's yeah. going to change his mind, because we know he accepts yeah, it eventually. Yeah, accepts it, yeah, but... Yeah, but I think that's all it is. I think it's just supposed to create a cliffhanger the, the next time I say, you should, yeah, I'll accept it, whatever. I just don't want to say I'm guilty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, but I, all in all, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good show. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to finish it. Did HBO do the documentary as well? No. Well, the documentary is actually done by Sky Atlantic. Okay. And then Netflix picked it up. HBO did the Robin Hood Hill stuff, right? They did, yeah. They okay. Did the, right. They did the West Memphis 3. The Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Yeah. Um, however, now, I say Scott Atlantic did that. The later episodes may have actually been done by Netflix. I'm not sure. That is very like possible. The newer ones. The newer ones I'm, yeah. not, I'm not positive, but they may have still been done by Scott Atlantic. But I know, I know Netflix has basically purchased the rights for them in the U.S. because it, it appears as a Netflix original. Okay, I might even go. Like, it's, now, to be clear, I think that the Staircase documentary was one of the best true crime documentaries ever. 
I think oh, it's yeah. right up there with Paradise Lost mm-hmm. or uh, Making a Murder. I think those are two other classics. But I might even go as far to say as if you're just trying to learn about the case quickly and you don't want to watch, what, 13 episodes of a documentary, mm-hmm. the show covers pretty much it all does. the bases. It really does. You could, yeah. like, I, I am shocked that you could learn so much about the case just from watching the show. You could. It was, I'm not used to this kind of accuracy yeah, no. in a television show. No, because the television shows, it's all you know, dramatizations. And they take a whole lot of artistic liberties. But in this one... Well, I think Michael's uh, behavior and his attitude helps there, right? Because... He kind of is the drama. Oh, yeah, for sure. You can be Michael and make a pretty interesting show just because of how strange of a man he is. Yeah, he's very strange. And not super likable. Doesn't mean he's guilty, but, you know. Yeah, again. Just because the trial wasn't fair doesn't mean he's innocent either. No, so. no, it does not. Like, I, I, would, I would not be willing to bet money one way or the other on Michael Peterson's no, guilt. And, and I have that, no clue. That, I think, is what makes that documentary a great documentary. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it is not so biased one way or the other that I could make my mind up. Right, right. I think that's the, the mark of a good documentary. You mm-hmm. watch it, and you have no idea at the end. Right? Exactly, yeah. Um, so, yes. Now, to be clear, though, I don't think that it's anything the prosecution did that makes me wonder if he's guilty. It's just Michael's behavior himself. Well, it's in most circumstances, the, it's a really right. strange circumstance. Like, the, the prosecution did not put together good A, a good lot of people there. have a hard time like, uh, meshing those two beliefs that, the trial was unfair, mm-hmm. uh, but you, the person may very well be guilty. Right. Uh, but, I mean, it's just one's procedural, one's factual, right? Well, you know, do we, I don't know if Michael did it. I do know that his fa- his trial was unfair. To be completely honest, I think the prosecution was, you know, in the long run, was at a disadvantage because of Deaver. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, if they'd had a real analyst to tell them, you know, this or this may have happened— they might have got a much better idea of what actually happened. Maybe so. But, but Deaver just set out to, you know, take a theory of theirs. And, and but I don't think he was the only one, unfortunately. I think I think it's pretty clear that by the time the police arrived or got a good look at the scene, they had come to the conclusion pretty early that Michael was guilty. Well, I mean, the scene was already, you know, contaminated, too. I mean, people had been in and out of there. It was mm-hmm. just, they didn't shut it down for a few hours afterward, which, which is, you know, not important as far as this episode goes, but that's just, you know, that, that's what happened. Like you didn't have good evidence in the case that the scene had been contaminated. Todd was walking all over the place. You know, Michael was walking all over the place. Uh, cops were walking all over the place. We even shut it down. You know, the blood was tracked everywhere. Yeah. One last question is quick one. Do you know if the sisters ever reconciled? If Caitlin and Margaret and I forget the other one's name. I don't know. Honestly, yeah, that's probably handled in the more recent. Well, I know in the documentary, documentary, they kind of leave that open. Michael mentions that maybe at some point in the future they could reconnect. I don't know if they actually have, and I think it'd be super hard to do that, honestly. Like, like when you've got that big of a division, like, you know, I think this person killed my mother and you don't. Maybe if Caitlin got away from Candace for a while, it'd be different. It's hard to say. I mean, you know, when you're set in your beliefs about that. I mean... Because Caitlin, even in the documentary, never seemed as convinced that Michael was guilty as Caitlin, as Candace Candace did. no. No, I mean, no one was as convinced as Candace, though. Except maybe Jim Harden. I don't think Jim Harden was as convinced as Candace. Probably true. Because so. he wasn't stupid. No. Uh, for all the man's faults, dumb ain't one of them. No. Nafong's stupid. Yes. Fred Black was probably But we will discuss Nafong more <laughs> when I eventually get around to doing the Duke Lacrosse case. Nafong was stupid. Fred Black was probably intoxicated. And Harden was just out to further his career. Yeah. So all in all, it's a good show, and Colin Firth puts on a masterful performance, which I think is you can only really you can only genuinely appreciate it 
if you've watched the documentary, if you've seen Michael Peterson, oh God, heard God. him speak, then it, you can the see mannerisms, what, the way he smokes the pie. It's so good. He nails it. Just nails it. All right. Well, we've been going just about 48 minutes, brother. I think that about well, we need to up. wrap it up. This is longer than we meant for it to be. We uh, hope you've enjoyed the episode. We it's were, kind of a more rambling plotting yeah. episode, but I had a good time. I had a good time, too. I think it's interesting. Um, we'd love it if you could like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please do subscribe that. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a comment. Uh, leave us a review. But most importantly, tell a friend. That's right. Like Share our podcast. We would love it if, if some more people would check us out. Yep. Thank you, guys. We will see you soon. Take care.